Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Marlboro. As always, we are joined by our leader, Dave Cariello, who made his video debut this week on Canal Street Chronicles and turned into James Earl Jones. Uh, we have Kevin Held from Hakeem Drops the Ball and Pro Wrestling Fame, and we'll get to his entrance music bracket later on, and Andrew Juge from The Saints Nation. Um, gentlemen, Joe Morgan decided to get blackout drunk and then use the back seat of his car as a Super 8 motel. Uh, most people find this probably odd behavior, odd behavior. Kevin Held calls it a Tuesday evening. Um, Andrew, I'm going to start with you. Uh, how concerned should we be that Joe, Joe Morgan got drunk and got arrested for DWI? I mean, part of me wants to be mad, but part of me wants to be, well, at least he wasn't out driving, killing a family of four in a minivan. I mean, he, he did just, you know, get shit-faced and pass out in his car. I mean, it's not... Not terrible, is it? Andrew, are you there? Oh, did we lose huge? I think we did. So, Kevin, oh, you, so Kevin, you go. Is, is it is it that big of a deal? I mean, it's bad, but it's not like he, it's not like he pulled a Dante Star and killed anybody. I mean, well, yeah, but, but that, that's the thing, though. I mean, your boy blow your boy blows or tests or whatever the fuck they they did to test him. A two, a point two one eight. I mean, Jesus Christ, a point two. I mean, the man, the man was clear over twice the legal limit, was approaching three times the legal limit, and how? And who knows how long he was sleeping there or resting? So he might have been at one point three times the legal limit, which means this guy uh, was fucking bombed out of his mind at one point. And, you know, bombed out of his fucking mind. And then it's like pulled off on the side of the highway. It's not like they caught him in the fucking parking lot. It'd be one thing if he was in the parking lot and they got him. It could be a little bit more defensible where you could say, okay, he either, A, didn't leave the place and just fucking fell asleep, which is fine. Or he got on the road and within like two minutes realized, you know what, let me pull off in a parking lot and just sleep it off. That's also, you know, commendable. But he was on the highway. He'd gotten on and was trying to drive fast and then maybe decided he couldn't do it or something. But you were on the highway, dude. The cops are going to fucking come over and check that out all the time. So he gets, he gets, uh, I award him no points and may the judge have mercy on his soul. Yes, Andrew, are you back with us? 
Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Um, so how concerning is it that Kevin just laid it out? I mean, part of me would be less concerned if he just would have got pinched for a regular DUI. Because, look, I mean, let's be honest. Everybody, if you drink at all, if you have drink at all in your life, there's been one or two times where you just got behind the wheel and you drove when you shouldn't have, but you made it home okay and everything was fine. That would have been like, if that would have happened, they said, oh, he blew a point, whatever. you know. But like Kevin said, I mean, he was like completely fucking bombed. I mean, like probably two, three times the legal limit. Slept in his car. So how, cons- how concerned should we be with the issues that he's had in his past? I mean, I'm pretty concerned, especially because this is a huge opportunity for him. I don't really view like there's that much competition for him on the roster right now. So, you know, I really felt like coming into this, he's got the number three receiver position on lockdown. And if, God forbid, anything were to happen to Lance Moore and Marcus Folston before the season starts, I mean, he's an automatic starter. So um, I really felt like the roster spot was really almost handed to him, at least to this point. Um, And for him to – take a chance like that when he's a valuable part of the team um it's just it kind of it's it's shocking um and so you know we're all human right so everyone is capable of of questionable judgment and i'm hoping it's an outlier yeah i mean you you have to think character is at least a question mark based on the fact that he was kicked off a team and um i mean i think if you're sean Payton now you've got to keep him on a really short leash and this is it for him i mean if he makes this mistake again he could be over um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just talking about his, his playing days with the Saints. I mean, I'm talking about his NFL career. Um, so he's got to take this real ser- real seriously because what, what's coming next is a suspension and possibly being cut and maybe never getting another chance. I mean, and let's be real, Dave. He only caught 10 passes. I mean, as fun as, as, fun as he was, he did only catch 10 passes. And does this open the, ball, does this open the door for your guy, Devery Henderson? Uh, well, no, I don't think it opens the door for Jeffrey. I mean, honestly, I, I don't really think this is going to affect his 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 playing career. Um, and uh, you know, whether you agree with that or not, that's a whole other story. I mean, first of all, I mean, drunk driving is dangerous, and I certainly don't condone it. I would say, from a, you know a, a personal standpoint, I guess you and Joe Morgan dropped down a peg in my book, but. But, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. He's not a murderer. And, uh, I mean, I, I, we don't know the whole story here. I mean, I guess we're all assuming that he, he drove to that point on the side of the highway. I mean, I don't know. I, I envision some scenario. There could potentially be some scenario, I guess, where, I, I don't know, his car was parked there and his friend dropped him off of his car and then he just got the car and never actually drove anywhere. I mean, you know, I'm not saying this would happen, but that's like a potential thing. So, I mean, we don't really know all the details yeah. there, but. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure he probably. I'm sure what happened more likely was that he was driving and maybe at least realized that he was like too way too drunk or falling asleep or or whatever and pulled over. So I mean, in that respect, he did the right thing in in a in a bad situation. But um, either way, um, I I just for some reason I just don't think this is going to affect anything on the field. And I you know he's at least got a case where he could say well. You know the keys weren't in the ignition, and or or whatever. I wasn't driving, so I mean I don't know. There'll be some legal battle there. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll fight this. But 
I, I thought it was funny. I brought up this comment in uh, on Canal Street Chronicles. I was trying to stir up some shit there, and uh, <laughs> you know, I said you you have two guys, two practice squad guys, you know, Captain Newley or whoever, and Byron Healy, who in what 2008 or whatever got arrested for you know taking their dongs out or whatever and peeing in public, <laughs> which is, I mean, a stupid crime, but I mean, not really dangerous. And then here you have Joe Morgan, who who does who gets arrested for something that I would consider more dangerous. And I think there are a lot of other players out there that are getting arrested for doing Joe, yeah, but those way are... more worse things. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Had what? Well, those other two guys didn't average 37 yards a catch. Well, that's my question. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, that's my point. Is so those two guys, those two stupid guys pulling out their penises and showing it to women and acting fools, they got cut immediately. Now, I'm sure that. Joe Morgan is not going to get cut tomorrow. We're not going to find out that Joe Morgan got cut. And I'm, I'm sure that he's going to continue on with the team. And I think you all would agree with me. And so that raises the question. I mean, is there like a double standard? Does it matter how good you are? I mean, you know. I mean, that's – it's not It's not a double standard. It's life. I mean, you know, I mean, Dave, if you have an employee at your bookstore who's an exemplary employee – and they make a they make a fuck up or they get a, a pinch for DUI or whatever, and they're really exemplary. You're probably going to give them. You can be like, dude, all right, I'll give you a pass. And if you have a fuck up who doesn't show up on time and is a flake and all this, and they do something, you're like, dude, you're you're done. You're, I'm done with you. You know what I mean? That's, uh, I, I I see what you're saying, but I think the situation is different because you're equating the two practice squad guys to fuck up. I mean, just because they're not as talented as somebody doesn't mean they're not putting in the work and doing what they need to be doing and are good team players. Well, they hadn't accomplished it. They, didn't, they, didn't, they hadn't accomplished anything. So the, the, Joe Morgan, he had at least had a bit of an accomplishment. Okay, that begs another question. That's right. Is Joe Morgan actually good enough to give a pass for this? <laughs> I, mean, is he, I mean, he's not Marcus Colston. But at the same time, he's not necessarily. I think yes, just because this offense needs a deep threat. It needs a player to be able to stretch the field to be effective. And uh, no one can do that right now on the roster better than Joe Morgan. And, and certainly with Every Henderson gone on top of that, he's, there's an even bigger need for him. So is he good enough? I mean, I, I think the the offense kind of desperately needs Jim Morgan to be successful, in my opinion. Kevin? Uh, 
I, I really like that uh, Dave's question about is he important enough. But I, you know, I, yeah, he he had he had that one big touchdown play that that you know everybody lost their shit over and is still awesome and stuff. But I just feel like he hasn't done enough, you know, to to, to where to where you might want to give the guy a pass, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, if this, like, shit, let's say this was fucking Marcus Colston and this happened to Marcus Colston. I mean, I, I I can only speak for me, but I'd still be pretty bent out of shape. I'd still, I'd still have dropped the rant that I did at the top of the show. Like, why, you know, like, it's one thing, it's one thing if it's in the parking lot and it's another thing if, you know, if he's on the fucking side, of, you know, if he's on a highway and shit. Like I, like I don't know. I mean, this is the first time. This is the first time this has happened for Joe Morgan. So, I mean, that we know of. So, I'm not going to run around screaming, cut him or or something. But I'd like to hope that Sean Payton or the team will discipline him in some in some capacity, whether we find out about it or not. Then again, fuck, maybe the NFL is going to take control and, and do something to him. And I'm sure Sean Payton will fucking get, you know, three or four games because I'm sure Sean Payton had to obviously know about this and he was clearly involved. Fuck, maybe Sean Payton was plying him with, with alcohol and maybe uh, maybe fucking Joe Vitt was giving him Vicodin on the side, so that's why he was very sleepy and tired. I don't know. But all I know is maybe the coaching staff needs to be needs to be suspended for uh, a length don't of time. Don't give Goodell any ideas. Don't give Goodell any ideas. Dave... The one point that that you brought that that led me to this question is, I think this probably was was Joe Morgan like this. He'll he'll he gets a pass for this, but he doesn't get any more passes. He doesn't have enough skins on the wall for the Saints to put up with any more of this. Yeah, I would say that he used up his get out of jail free card. Uh, literally. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, yeah, he, he needs to get his act together. I mean, he always he doesn't really seem like the kind of guy that does this kind of stuff. But I got to admit, I mean, he's kind of surprised uh, to begin with that this is that this is him involved in this and not uh, you know somebody else. But, well, I mean, though, uh, <laughs> you got to remember, I mean, he did go from Illinois to Walsh College or wherever, so he he's not he isn't exactly an altar boy. You know. Well, what happened? I mean, I'm not that up to date on, on his history. I guess college. He has like prior. He has a prior record. No, he just. They don't really get into. I've never really seen any details of of that. But you he get just to, kicked off the team for disciplinary reasons. That's yeah. all they say about it. Nah, it could be anything. So. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean, I'm surprised, but. Uh, I guess um, I guess I would I would probably agree with that, Ralph. Yeah, he's probably uh, now he's on a short leash. All right, Dave's time is limited, so we got to get to this. Dave debuted a fantastic new. All right, stop it right there. Canal Street Chronicles. The video is high quality. Did they give the did SB Nation give you equipment and whatnot? Because it the the the, the quality of the video was excellent. Your your presence was excellent. You were answering questions. <laughs> But what the hell was with the voice? Tulane merch background was excellent. Tulane merch in the background. But you sounded like James Earl Jones. I was like, who the, who the fuck is that? That, guy, that person's not on the podcast. 
I don't know. I don't know why it sounded any different. I, I and I was working off just the, the mic off, off the computer. I think um, I have like another another microphone that I, that they gave me. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, SB Nation does a good job. That's why I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of like you know when it comes to blogging, it's kind of like you know having sex with your wife after you're married for like 20 years. You know, sometimes you gotta do things to like fix it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, for me personally, not for the readers, for me to keep me interested. Uh, so I wanted to try it. And because and SB Nation, they're always, you know, they're always saying, hey, you can do the videos, you know, it's pretty easy. And I mean, they do a really good job with like the editing and making it look professional and, uh, and all that stuff. So I was super happy with it. And so like it was it a camera that they sent you or it's just Oh, yeah, sorry to answer your question. Yeah, no, they, 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 anybody who was interested, they gave cameras to. Um, it's like it's, uh, I mean, it's just something that's just a camera that hooks into the USB. It's really nothing. It's totally basic. Yeah, but it's it, not like a it's not like a handheld camera or anything like that. Did uh, Andrew and Kevin? Did you see it as well? Do you have any comments? I am I the only one that thinks he sounded like James Earl Jones? Like he sounded <laughs> like different. I, I don't know about James Earl Jones, but I would definitely say that there was more of a there was more of a you know I'm just picking up the phone and I'm going to act like an adult here and, you know, because I don't know who this is. I mean, I, I, I do the same thing at work. Uh, I, think as I, get, I think as I get more comfortable, I mean, I think more of my personality will will hopefully come out because I do think I have a somewhat interesting personality. But I just need to be able, I think I, we need to just be like a little bit quicker. I don't know. I, I'll get better. I'm going to improve. I'm going to work on it. Yeah, I mean, um is there is it, what's what 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 other ideas do you have for the video? Or you I mean, just... I can do I can do anything, but I mean, my initial plan was just to do that for every every week when we do the what up with that, you know, to answer questions. It just it's just the most organic, I think, and makes the most sense. Yeah, and um... but I can do anything. I mean, if people have ideas, I mean, I'll I'll do it. It's always well, I find I find shooting a video a lot easier than sitting down and trying to write. Something. Well, I just want to see you just. Either after a big Saints win, where they win in like the last minute, maybe you're exhausted, or if they have a really painful loss, just you and a wife beater with like a pack of Pall Malls and like a like a a glass of scotch, and just cursing up a storm. Like that's and then that's what I want to. I think that's what I want to see, and I think that's what the people want to see. I mean, we can do whatever. Well, if they let me know, we can we can hook it up. I mean, we can we have the ability to do whatever. And like I said, you know, if, you, if somebody brought up in that thread, you know, they they wanted to maybe see other front page guys. So you know, if any of you guys uh, want to do it too, if you have a webcam, you can just record your own little clip and send it to me, and it'll all get edited up, and it it could be like a whole team effort. So oh, wow. That that could be dangerous for that could be dangerous for held. It could be like you could have like <laughs> war and peace on there. That Absolutely. Be, I mean, could... hey, look, and whenever I get around to getting that wrestling mask, I'll be oh. I can be doing those in the wrestling mask too, like in in my character, whatever that is. And Andrew, would you be up for having held in the wrestling mask? You could be like Mean Gene Okerlund, and then I could come in and be like uh, Iron Sheik or something. It, this could be this could be tremendous. It, or it could be so bad we could need a web a web redemption from Tosh Point Oh. Well, yeah, you're you're going so far off the rails right now with your ideas, Ralph. That it sounds god awful, 
in every way. And, and so I think you would have to basically angle for the so bad that it's good. Um, you know, if you guys are familiar with the Wishmaster movies, uh, Wishmaster 2 is not the first one. Don't watch the first one. It's terrible. But number Wishmaster 2, great movie. So bad, it's good. Um, I recommend it. But uh, if you're going for that angle, um, I think it could work. And, yes, uh, I think Kevin and his guard. And, by the way, Kevin, um, you know, I got cut off there earlier in the show, but I wanted to award you some kudos and some points for uh, the Billy Madison reference. That was that was cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, Dave, I think, had to bail on us. Um, but, yeah, and speaking of bad ideas – we may, me and Kevin talked about it off air, but Kevin, I think it's one of the, either my best idea ever or my worst idea ever for a satire piece for Dave. Me and Kevin are going to work on it. Let's just say it involves Joe Vitt, Vicodin, and superpowers um, as an idea. Um, but maybe with the video camera, maybe we can act it out as improv. Ooh, I like this. <laughs> I like where this is going. That work. That could work. That is work, and we don't like work, you know. Um, but there's really no – I mean, the only other Saints news I want to get to before we get to the wrestling bracket, which I'm pulling up now. Andrew, you had a post – I think it was I think it was Sunday or maybe over the weekend that it, it didn't get as much play on – your stuff on, on Twitter usually gets a lot of play in conversation, but I think it kind of slipped under the radar was, you know, they redid, they redid – Roman Harper, and Mickey Loomis, for all the cap sort of jail or whatever that the Saints were in and people are panicking, oh, they're $20 million over the cap or whatever, he sort of cleaned it up and got it, I would say, as good as it can be going forward. For now, yeah. I mean, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, Mickey Loomis really is the unsung hero of this of this off season and what he was able to do in hindsight. Now, now that we're at a place where the saints are 5 million under the cap and things are more stable, you know, I think, I think there's a natural tendency as a fan to be like, Oh, he had control of this all along, you know, like, Oh, he, he knew what he was doing. He, he had a plan and I'm sure he did, but it, it still doesn't guarantee that you're going to execute it flawlessly. And if you look at the players, the saints lost, and I'm talking about the players that were under contract. So, Obviously, they lost Bushrod, that hurt, and then you've got some other veterans like Ellis, yeah. Henderson, Shanley. So they lost some guys. But if you look at the guys that were under contract when they started the offseason, they were twenty over $20 million over the cap starting the offseason. The only guys they've cut so far are David Thomas and Johnny Patrick. And they did cut Herring as well and then redid his contract, but – um, but those are the only two guys they got rid of. And I, I don't think any of us really view – I mean, Thomas got upgraded with Ben Watson. And yeah. I, and, I mean, yeah, you could argue that Patrick got upgraded with Keenan Lewis. So, um, But if you look at the players they've signed this offseason, um, they were kind of cash-strapped. So, I mean, with the possible exception of Lewis, I don't think any of us are going to look back on this free agency period and view – the guys that they've picked up is like this amazing free agency class. I mean, I think we all hope that Jason Smith could be the left tackle and do well. And Please, we all hope that dude, don't even, will... don't even, Jason Smith is not going to make the team. Yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I think we're all hoping that some of these guys pan out, but reality is 
this is probably going to be one of the weaker free agency classes. I don't think it's going to be one of their strongest. But when you when you go back to where the Saints were at the beginning of the off season, of the off season, where you're like, oh my God, we're 20 million over the cap before it even starts. How are we going to sign yeah. guys? We're going to have to cut all these players. How are we going to find room to even sign our rookies? Um, how are we even going to have enough players on the team? And one by one, he redid Dunkley's contract and Hawthorne's contract and Lawson's contract and Colston's contract and Will Smith and Vilma and Roman Harper. And he, I mean, that, that's a ton of work. And on top of that, he got all those free agents in there. And now all of a sudden the Saints are $5 million under the cap. Now, they are going to have some cap problems again next year. And I do anticipate that Breeze is going to be approached about some sort of restructure next year, and, and hopefully they'll get a lot of relief from him. I, I think they're waiting to use that big Trump card until next year uh, with Breeze to get some more relief. But I don't see how you can't look at what the exercises that Loomis has gone through with the cap and manipulating it to for him to keep all the players on the existing roster. And I don't care what you think about Vilma. Or, or Will Smith or Harper, and I know a lot of fans are like, just cut them, just cut them. Well, they're still veterans, and I know that they're they're good enough players. They're not just going to hand over their starting spots. They're going to fight for them, and if someone else beats them out for their starting jobs, then the Saints as a team are going to be better off for that because they would have gotten good competition from good seasoned veterans that know how to play the game. So um, – I'm happy those guys are still on the team, and I'm still I'm happy they're all still on the team at at, at prices and, and at contracts that actually pay them what they're worth, as opposed to grossly overpaying them. Um, and it worked out perfectly. And you've got to hand it to Loomis. I mean, he is the maestro and the genius. And um, like I said in the blog post that I wrote, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing that as Andrew, as you were laying that out, Kevin, is that you know the Saints have ended up with five million dollars of cap room, and and really, you know we were we were all Jones in for Namdi Awesome. Well, I mean I don't know how good he is. He's, I think he may be old. You don't know, um, but well now really, that he didn't sign with the Saints, he's going to be awful. Pro, pro, hopefully, he'll probably be awful. Yeah, it's undisputed. So, but <laughs> Kevin, now that we know that they had like five million dollars of room, they Namdi Awesome got nothing from San Francisco. So the Saints really had more breathing room than we thought. They could have said to Namdi Asimov, gave him a one-year deal, $3, 4000000 million, and they chose not to. So were we – did we – we obviously way overvalued him as far as the Saints did because they didn't do – they didn't do anything to really close the deal with him. I mean, <laughs> all I can do is concur to that. I mean, I I I can't. Is I can't it, really it, add anything. To well, it. No, it, I mean, I just I can't really add anything to it because one, it happened so damn long ago, <laughs> and and I'd like to think that I'd like to I'd like to think that my uh, quote unquote excessive drinking might have played a, a part in in some kind of uh, memory loss for uh, for certain events and activities. But, I mean, they, so they didn't go after the guy hard enough, and they walked, he walked elsewhere, and now uh, I, we just have to hope that it doesn't bite us in the ass. 
I mean, that's the long and the short of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, Andrew, the, the thing is with, I guess it's, it's a little bit surprising is Rob Ryan made a, a, a big pitch to Awesome Law, it seemed like. So it seemed like the Saints, to get him, they wouldn't have had to go that far. Like, they'd offered him, yeah. if they'd offered him $3 million, it might have got, you know, like, because San Francisco offered him no guarantees at all. So it just seemed. Well, we don't know what the Harper negotiations yeah. were like at that point. I mean, we know that deal is done now, but who knows? I mean, it, Harper could have been balking at, at um, the renegotiation numbers at the, at the beginning um, around that time. And maybe the, the Saints were a little bit more cash strapped at that point than they are now. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of makes you stop for a second and think, well, wait a minute, if they've got this money now, could they not have just thrown a little bit more and asked them a lot of, to tip the scales? But, um, you know, that's that's in the past now. But, look, the roster stands at 89, um, and they've got this new sound cap room out of nowhere. So, um, And I, I think I wrote at the end of the post that John Abraham is still out there, and we know that at least at some point, um, I read something that the Saints might consider him down the road, that, that he wasn't an immediate priority, but if he was still kind of hanging out around there at some point, uh, they might consider bringing him in. So um, it makes you wonder. I mean, maybe maybe they'll just add some nobody in, in a couple of days, another camp body for competition and not pay him very much, and that, that cap money will stay, and maybe they'll save it for Jimmy Graham next year. Um, but – I do find it a little suspicious that that Roman Harper deal gets done. Greg Romeus gets waived. They're sitting at 89 with $5 million in cap room now. Um, that that leads me to believe they're they're about to make a move for somebody. And the only guy I can really picture it being is Abraham because that's the, the only real free agent that has even been talked about that they've looked at. And he's the only guy out there right now that I think can really help the team. I mean, they're – I love a left tackle. I just don't really see one um, that could be an upgrade for the Saints. And, you know, I'd love a defensive end that's a sack machine. But, yeah, I guess that's Abraham. Um, but, you know, there's not really a corner out there that's going to be a, you know, a Tracy Porter or Austin Watt quality. So um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I could be wrong. Like I said, it could end up just being money for next year. But um, the roster's at 89. They can fill one spot. So, it makes you wonder if uh, there's some negotiations going on right now with one of the big names left in free agency. Kevin, give me if, if I said to you um, the odds, the the percentage chance of the Saints signing John Abraham or doing a deal with Jimmy Graham or doing nothing with this cap space. Break the possibilities of those three things. Uh, I'll go, well, I'm hoping that they'll try and get the Graham deal done. I would like to hope they could get a Graham deal done sooner rather than later because, yeah, oh, that's yeah. Not happening. Well, it, you wait, know. We must wait till the last I'm, second, always, forever. No, but that's what I'm saying, though. They it fucking killed them with the Drew Brees deal. I mean, they fucking waited. They waited and they waited, and, you know, it bit him in the ass. 
so to speak. Uh, I mean, actually, yeah, it really bit him in the ass. And now, now that Jimmy Graham had a quote had a down year, and now that, and with fucking Gronkowski being being on the fucking injured list till Christ only knows when. Jimmy Graham is going to be is going to pretty much be unimpeded in the march to be the best tight end in the league, and the, I mean the, the, that should hopefully be in a no contest, and it'll just be a matter of well, how good is he among all receivers? This is an opportunity for a fucking rebound year, and if you sit back and let this fucking happen, and you don't make a deal with him, next year he's going to come walking in. With with a fucking uh, twenty thousand dollar Rolex and, and and a Rolls Royce like he's fucking Ric Flair on the old NWA shows. I mean, well, well, here's it, the t- you know you can't and, and he's going to do that before the deal even gets signed because he's going to let Loomis know, hey, this is my new lifestyle and I'm getting accustomed to this because I'm going to walk away with a huge deal. If not you, then somebody. Well, here's so the t- sign the deal. And get something done. And then I guess if you can't, then fuck. Why not bring in John Abraham and just quiz him on fucking Atlanta? Why not? Well, I guess the thing, I guess the thing with with the Jimmy Graham deal, Andrew, is Jared Cook got I think twenty million dollars this off season from St. Louis, and he's a tight end from Tennessee. He's never had a thousand yards. He's never caught fifty balls. So that's your floor for Jimmy Graham. The ceiling, I would think, is Gronkowski if you do something now. Like, I think the Saints could go to him and get something between $20 million and I think, didn't Gronkowski, did Gronkowski get like $28 million guaranteed, I think? So I think yeah, you, could, right. you could do something in between with Jimmy Graham right now. But once the season starts, he's going to say, fuck it, I'm just play out the year, I'm really close to hitting it big, I could get 30 or 40 million. But right now, I think the Saints could go to him and get him 22, 22, 23 million. Sounds pretty good if I'm Jimmy Graham and I had a down year and you know you could get injured. Yeah, you could get 10 million more and your agent might say, wait, but, you know, it's it, it's a it's a, it's a dice no, roll that... I mean, look- and he takes Listen, a beating. Jimmy Graham takes I mean, I, a beating. I love, yeah, no, I, I love the – look, no one would love for Graham to be locked up long-term as soon as possible more than me as a fan. I mean, history tells us that's not how Loomis rolls. And, you know, I, I hope you're right, Kevin. I hope that he's learned – Loomis has learned something from the Drew Brees negotiations and says, you know what? I, I wanted to go get a jump on these negotiations. I'm at a point now with Jimmy Graham where he's come off a, and by his standard that he set two years ago, a down year where he dropped a lot of passes and didn't put up quite as good of numbers. And where I am in negotiations right now is a lot further ahead of where I will probably be in a year if I wait. Um, so I, I would, I, I wish that he would take that route, but I don't think that he will because, Loomis has always been one of those guys that likes to defer paying a guy until he has to. And, I mean, from a pure number standpoint, you know you know the Saints are going to get this deal done. If they have, if they have to slap a franchise tag on them, they will. Didn't they get They're not going to lose Jimmy Graham, Didn't they get and they Jar- are going to pay the man. The only guy they've gotten done early is Jari Evans. 
and Will no, really got Will, and Will Smith. Those are the two. They got okay. done early. But I mean, if if you look if you look at Jimmy Graham, I mean, he's going to make what eight hundred thousand dollars this year. Yeah. So I mean, just from a pure number standpoint, I'm sure Loomis is scratching his head saying, "Why would I want to guarantee this guy thirty million bucks for six for five years right now?" And he's going to be, you know, he'll probably make a, a nominal fee in salary his first year. So his, his first year cap hit will probably be like six point five million, right? He's probably thinking. Why would I make him a 6.5 cap hit right now when he's an $800,000 contract? Why not just wait until next year? You know, wait until Will Smith is off the books. Wait until Vilma is off the books. Like, why Why would I worry about paying this, this money now when he's going to get it no matter what? Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think that's Loomis's attitude in general about contracts is, you know, there, there's a time and place for everyone. You play out your contract. When your contract's up and it's time to negotiate, I'm going to reward you. And so I, I think that's 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 the philosophy that he takes, and I think that's what we'll see with Graham. I I think he's going to have to play out his contract this year. And and yeah, it's a gambling thing, you know. I mean, it's it's like it's one of those things where you hedge your bets. But football is a brutal sport. Jimmy Graham in the last two years has had some injuries, and you know what? If he gets hurt again. But let's say he only played seven games this 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 coming season. I hope that's not the case. I mean, that would be horrible for the Saints. But if he only plays seven games, then all, all of a sudden, Loomis is like, okay, well, now I'm going to give you the Jared Cook deal, or even worse. And he probably has to take it. But the flip side is, if he blows up like Breeze did and puts up unprecedented numbers in his contract year, then does he really have to pay him that much more than Gronkowski? Probably not. Maybe just a little bit more. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, I think he's hedging his bets towards, you know, I mean, yeah, you got you got to consider both sides of the coin. Like he may blow up and, and raise his price number, or it may drop. Um, yeah. And and those are both things that could happen. And so I think Loomis believes that times on his side, and more times than not, if he plays places his bets that way. He's going to get a hit on a guy like Pierre Thomas, who has a devastating injury in his uh, contract year, and then settles for the offer that the Saints make because he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to make this kind of – because the thing with Pierre Thomas is he never really changed his numbers. I think he offered him like four years, $24 million or $23 million, something like that, and um, he never really changed that. He was like, this is our offer. This is what we can pay you. And Pierre Thomas was like, well, you're not paying me like a number one back. I don't want that. He rejected it, rejected it. And then he blew up his foot. And Loomis is like, hey, that contract's still out there. You want it now? And he took it. So, you know, I, I think something like that could happen with Graham very easily. And, you know, he'll, he'll just he'll just wait it out. And if, if, if at the end of the contract Graham is healthy and had a huge season, he'll be like, congratulations. You, you took the risk. You waited it out. You outperformed. The contract that I offered you, so I'm going to offer you more money now. Well said. Now we have to get to the important part of the show. Uh, Kevin Iron Eagle Held needs entrance music for his burgeoning wrestling career. Iron he does. He does. So we're going to have we're going to have we got Kevin set up four regions of songs, um, and this week we're going to do the first round from the from the top of the cage region. The no, the number one seed is One Vision from Queen. That's a good, that's a solid entry. 
Number 16 seed. This this cannot be a number 16 seed. Uh, the Carney from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. That's not a 16 seed. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, everything else, like the way, I'm telling you, I didn't just throw these seeds together all willy-nilly. I went in and I said, okay, let me figure out, let me, let me pick out eight songs of the 16, like all, all the songs, all the reasons I would be fine with. If, if you pick any of them, I can see myself, you know, I would say coming out of the curtain, but we don't, they don't have curtains set up where, where, where we wrestle. It's like you open a fucking door and walk out. Um, I could see myself coming out to, to any of these songs. So I tried to seed them by what I think would win overall. Because I could see a lot of people going, Nick Cave, what the fuck is, you know, like, what the fuck is that? You're going to come out to a Nick Cave song? So, you know, I, I just tried to, I tried putting myself in the shoes of other people and that sort of thing. Well, we, this, it's, music is so subjective, but we'll, we'll, we'll continue on. The eight seed, Go, Pearl Jam versus the number nine seed, Particle Man, They Might Be Giants. That's fair. Andrew, any comments on, on who who would you like in the in the matchup of Pearl Jam Go versus Particle Man from They Might Be Giants? I love both songs. I'm partial to the 90s grunge era, and um, so I'd have to go Pearl Jam Go. Yeah. Kevin, you, your thoughts on this 8-9 matchup. You're a Pearl Jam freak. How did you see that? That's pretty low. for. I would be, I would think Pearl Jam would be higher. I know. I mean, that's the thing. It's but but again, like originally, when I when I was trying to come up with songs, I I thought nothing but Faith No More, Zeppelin, Alice in Chains, and the thing about Pearl Jam is that they had a week out of conference schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they were playing Youngstown State too much, um, and and like William and Mary or Fordham and shit. So. Like, I tried looking at their entire catalog to find songs that would be awesome for entrance music. Yes. And it's surprisingly, surprisingly bereft. I mean, Juge had a great, had a great suggestion, like, Brain of Jay from the Yield album, and, and I know I'm getting way too in-depth for, for what this is, but you got to hear me out on it. And it's like, yeah, it's got a good riff, but at the same time, I want people to, like, to not only dig the fucking riff, but I also want the lyric to also mean something a little bit. Yeah. And I all, you know, I originally fucking had a state of love and trust up here too. And then I ended up taking that out at the last minute, at the, you know, as yeah. one of those final uh, cuts. So that ended up being like a 68 seed, if you will. So I just I, I stuck go where uh, where I stuck it and you know the Particle Man matchup. I gotta go Particle Man here. I think. Yeah. I think yeah. I might have. I think. So wait, I'm, how are we deciding on this? Are we are we just voting now? Well, we're gonna go. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go through them all and we'll discuss them and then after I go through all okay. the all, all of them, we'll do the, we'll do each one for the first round. So okay. Um, the next one, Stink Fist Tool, is a five seed. 
I hate, I'm not a big Tool guy. Uh, 12, Hero of the Day, Metallica, eh. You know, I, I would go, just, Andrew, your thoughts on this one. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on this because I don't like Tool. I am a huge Tool fan, one of my favorite bands. Um, I kind of equate them to math rock, and their drummer, Danny Carey, is one of the best drummers in, in the world, I think, and he's like an octopus, and the thing that's really cool about that band is that he does really uh, really weird signature time. So, you know, he, he, he almost plays on offbeats, and so it's very calm. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm, this is musicians talk. No one wants to hear this, but Tool is an amazing band musically, um, and their lyrics a lot of times go for shock value, um, hence the name Stinkfist, which is about fisting. So, um, I mean, w- what can you not like? I mean, Tool all the way. Kevin? Um, yeah, so, again, Stinkfist gets the five seed because of the incredible opening and just the, the, the ass-kicking build-up. But like you, oh, yeah. you know, like you said, the song is about jamming your fist up a person's butt. So, you know, when, when people are trying to listen to that when you're coming out, I don't know how much, res- you know, how much that'll resonate versus Hero of the Day, you know, the lyrics of that might resonate a little bit more, especially if I end up being a good guy. So, there's that to I don't consider. Know, I think this is pretty topical for a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, it's a... No comment. <laughs> I'm not taking the bait, huge. All right. What's the next matchup, Ralph? All right. <laughs> next matchup, Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. That's a good song. That's a strong four seed. And Stop the Edit, Jane's Addiction. This is, I love me some Pixies. I love me some Pixies. Like, who, I mean, you know, Here Comes Your Man. Um, that, you know, that, and if I did a bracket and I was a, I think Here Comes Your Man for the Pixies would probably be a number one seed for me. But, uh, Kevin, your thoughts on this matchup? Um, I've had, I initially had Where's My Mind a uh, as the two seed. Wow. That's, that's, you I, I know, but I bumped it down because I was like, you know, everybody, you know, people would hear that and they're immediately going to go, oh, it's the Fight Club song. Not that I have any issue with the Fight Club movie or the, the soundtrack. I fucking love Fight Club and, and that's, a, that's a whole, I mean, fuck, we could have a podcast about that. But I just had to bump it down because I was like, okay, I'm try. It's like I'm trying to thread a needle here to a degree. I'm yeah. trying to get the song that's got that. It's got a, a solid opening. If there's lyrics, that that the lyrics could be like, oh, how how does this? What does this mean for this guy as a wrestler? Obviously, I'm overthinking it, but that's part of the whole entertainment. Uh, value of of the of the uh, of the act or the art and you know and it's just and i want it to sort of be semi-unique as well like i want it to stand out and obviously i think whatever i end up getting picked will stand out with the with the 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 group of guys that i'm in because i've only been to two of the shows for the promotion that i'm quote-unquote in and everybody except maybe one or two guys has, like, like rap music. It's rap music, and then the two guys that don't have rap music have fucking, like, well, 
country music. Did you consider any other Pixie songs like Here Comes Your Man, uh, Monkey Go to Heaven, Debaser, or my personal favorite, uh, Doolittle? Did you? The per- well, th- th- but, and that's also part oh, of Mr. Too, I'm sorry, Mr. That- Gre- Mr. Grease, which would be really weird as a whole song, but they have some really good parts in there that you could use for intro music. That I know I've heard other Pixie songs. I can't pick them out of a lineup. I know yeah. I've heard stuff and I've liked it. The thing is, I just, I know where is my mind. Yeah. So that's why I went with that. It, it's, it's, it is the, it it's is easily the, relatable. it is the fight club. It, it is not, it, it's really not where is my mind. It's really the fight club song. Uh, so Andrew, let's break down the six versus eleven matchup. The six, it's a long way to the top. ACDC, interesting choice, and Super Breast by Rob Super Zombie. Beast. Super Beast. Beast, sorry, by Rob Zombie. Uh, the, 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 the the dyslexia kicked in for a second. Andrew, your thoughts. Your wife. What? Yeah, the, <laughs> Andrew, uh, your thoughts on this matchup here? Well, you know, uh, the the apex of of uh, why, why Zombie or Rob Zombie for me was Left Exorcisto Devil Music Volume 1 and uh, the music really kept going downhill from there it kept getting worse and worse and you know the the first Rob Zombie album where he, he broke away from White Zombie was, was okay there was like a couple good singles on there and Super Beast was one of them um, but there's no variety in the sound. He's a one-trick pony. Anytime you buy a song by, or you listen to a song by Rob Zombie, you know exactly what it's going to sound like before it starts. And you know, I mean, it's a shtick thing, and, and he he stays true to form. But uh, I kind of view that, you know, if I were comparing it to an NFL guy, um, I kind of view it as like a rookie that had an amazing first year and a pretty good second year and then just fizzled really quick after that. Everyone thought this was, like, an amazing player. Yeah, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head because Saints have never really had anyone like that. But can you think of a player that's had, like, an amazing rookie year and then a pretty good second year? Everyone was like, oh, this guy's going to be the next best thing, and then just kind of fell apart after that? I, I can think I of that one. happens a lot with running backs. I can, think of, I can think of one, and it's just because me and Hans – Hans is editing my tomb of the Who Dat history of the 1987 Saints. I can give you a name right off the top of my head, Reuben Mays. He ran for okay, perfect. perfect. He ran for 14, almost 1,400 yards. He ran for almost 1,000 yards in 12 games to strike shorten year, and he never had 100 carries again the rest of his career. So, so to me, Rob Zombie is the Reuben Mays of music, um, and for that reason, um, I, I, I would almost pick anyone against him. Um, but as far as the song is concerned, Super Beast is quite entertaining. <laughs> All right, let's go. Th- this next one, th- this, y- y- We Die Young, Alice in Chains, really good song. But yeah. as, as a 14 seed, God's going to cut you down, down, Johnny Cash. That can't be a 14 seed. I mean, See, that, that was one. Of, that one, I know, but that—that's the thing, though. That was one of those late additions oh, man, that just popped into my head because I started thinking. I started thinking, you know, let me get something that's not. Let me start going outside the box and and not go, not go total, total rock or total grunge or total something. And I thought of Johnny Cash, and I was like, well, let me try and find something. Man, that's, that's, and and this was the one that jumped out out of all, of like even that. more. Even yeah. more than hurt, even more than that, and I wanted, I wanted. Part of the the matchup process was I wanted to find 
interesting matchups. I wanted to yeah. find some where even though the seeds might be a little bit further apart, where there would have to be a real tough decision. That and is. obviously, you know, when I was originally doing this, I mean, the the original concept was to have, you know, Canal Street Chronicles vote on them all, but then, you know, Ralph wisely and rightly, I would probably conclude, pointed out that, wait a minute, we can't have, you know, fucking 80-something or 90-something polls <laughs> take over Dave's website because that know. would just be, well, you know, unfair. I'm having, I, I turned the thing into Hans that was like 2,500 words, and who that history, it might be as many as five parts. So maybe... <laughs> Maybe I was being a little hypocritical there when I said you couldn't have 80 polls. Well, yeah, but, but here's the thing. Take your, over, thing is about, your thing is about the actual Saints football <laughs> team, which Dave's blog is about. I'm, I'm being here. P- help, pick, help this moron pick out wrestling scene music. And <laughs> well, it's a little, it's, you know, it's a little... It's Saints-related. It's Saints-related because we got the next matchup. We got the 7 seed versus the 10. We got the Saints are coming by the Skids. Not U2 version at the Dome. And we got the 10 seed Symphony of Destruction, Megadeth. Oh, oh man. You got to go. You got to go Megadeth there. I mean, that's. Brutal. That is a brutal match. You're, you're asking me to pick on something that's Saints related versus the song that I probably think deserves to be the top seed. I mean, that is. Like the top brutal. overall seed for the tournament. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, so expound, Mr. Jude. You, you would say you would see the Megadeth would be not only a it's not only should it not be it's not only should it be a number one seed in one of the regions, it should be like the number one like the number one seed. It should be playing number sixty four is what you're oh, saying. Oh, this isn't this isn't Gonzaga who went undefeated in, in their shitty conference and didn't play anyone all year. I mean, this is Kentucky who won the SEC <laughs> a strong year and didn't and lost one game all season despite the hardest out-of-conference schedule. That's, yeah. that's what I view as, as, as Symphony of Destruction, as how strong of a one-seed they are. Kevin, were they a late entry, too? Uh, no, Megadeth came in pretty early, but like I wasn't seeding anything at first. I was literally just grabbing as many ideas that's, that's, and I mean, that's... song names as I could. And then when I started to like put the, when I started to put the list together, and and break everything down, I was like, well, I have to separate them into groups of 16. And I thought, well, let me just put this, you know, I, I didn't want to put a whole bunch of what I would have considered strong songs all in one group and make it like a group of deaths, to take a soccer term, because now we're all over the fucking place. <laughs> but, but I wanted to sort of spread it out, and I kind of thought, I, I was also thinking, you know, it's a tournament format, and again, because I felt, I, because again, I originally thought everybody was voting on it and all that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, what would happen if this if this song wins? Who would they potentially? Who could they potentially see on the other side? Mm. And what sort of a path does that mean? Does that make? So I tra- again, it, it was a lot of madness going on here while I was putting this together, and that's how I came out with with what I came out with. And yeah, again, I put this sounds very diabolical. Well, I mean, and again, you, I put the Saints. Again, I put the Saints are coming as the seven seed because I, I was under the impression, well, shit, this is going to be on the on a Saints blog. Everybody's going to go nuts for it. Symphony of Destruction is going to get buried, and that's you know, I'm probably better off putting the Symphony well, of Destruction as the ten seed. Well, let's go. Let's go with the 
with the the last the two versus the fifteen, and then we'll pick winners and we'll do second round. I mean, they're going to have some wild second round matchups in this bracket. But number two seed, Lunatic Fringe, Red Rider versus Infinite Guitars by Sleigh Bells. I just, man, Kevin, explain to me why Lunatic Fringe is the number two seed. I feel okay. like a, I feel like Jim Nance grilling the committee chairman. Here's the, okay, so here's well. Let me first jump to Infinity Guitars. Infinity Guitars, it's a very cool, very cool riff, uh, very slick, and it's also it's also a chick lead singer. So that's enough for a curveball for me to like say, oh, this is this is this is like an extra bit of awesomeness that should be in the tournament period. But I didn't feel it was you know quote unquote strong enough to be higher. So I pick, I put that as 15. Now, Lunatic Fringe has sort of a special place with me because there's an old 80s movie called Vision Quest. Oh, yes. And let me tell you, so so fucking help me, Bill Simmons, if you're coming after me for this, I he fucking will. saw this movie dozens of times as a kid, so you can bite my ass on this. I fucking loved the movie as a kid. My, my, you know, we had on fucking Betamax. That's how much. That's Ooh, how much Betamax. we fucking loved it. I recorded it off of HBO on a beta, and then you know, I, I for some reason I don't own it on DVD. I should though. But great movie. I try to get people who haven't watched it to watch it. I annoy the shit out of them. And Red Rider, Lunatic Fringe, is this song at the end that's playing when the uh, when the the hero is you know getting himself psyched up before going to take on uh going to take on like the defending state champion in wrestling named Shoot of all things. And it's fucking great. I know it sounds ridiculous what I'm saying, especially when the hero's Matthew Modine, but whatever. It fucking works. Right. And it's just badass. It's like it, a nice it there's not enough eighties songs I felt on my list. And yeah. I wanted a real good eighties rock song that, is a good that song. wasn't like over the top eighties. But it's good, but I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a two seed. But let's let's uh let's try to wrap this up under the hour. So let's we'll vote since we only have three of us. Uh, yeah, I would I was hoping Dave would have at least yeah. have some kind of a. Uh... Yeah, so we'll vote on. Let's do it. Number one, Queen, One Vision versus the Carney, Nick Cave, and the Bad Seeds. I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote the Carney. Andrew. Yeah, I mean. I'm not a huge fan of the the one seed here uh, of the ranking for for that Queen song, but um, it's Nick fucking Cave, man. So I, I'm going with Queen. <laughs> Kevin. Huge. <laughs> well, you had me going. You had me going one way there, Juge. That was great. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if for some reason my character winds up being a demonic clown. <laughs> or, or 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 literally a demonic carny, I could come back and just fucking overrule this whole process and say fuck it, I'm going to go with the carny. But unless that happens, I, I you know I, I don't see it happening, so I'm going to have to go with one vision. All right, and so it works. It works either way. It could work if you're a good guy or a bad guy. So I'm going to go one vision. So Queen makes it through eight verse nine. Pearl Jam go versus Particle Man. They might be giants. I'm going to go Pearl Jam. Uh, Kevin? Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, Kevin? Uh, we will uh, make it unanimous and stick with Pearl Jam and go-go. 
We'll have Queen versus Pearl Jam in round two. Uh, we'll do that next week. Stink Fist, Tool versus Hero of the Day. I'm not a Tool guy, so I'll go Metallica. Andrew? Oh, I mean, yeah. Stink Fist all the way. Kevin? Hey, the, the, the guitar riff, the, the opening for that song is just such, it mounts very quickly, and it's just such a kick in the balls that, um, I mean, it, it would immediately strike intimidation in the eyes of, of your opponent. It would. Kevin? Wait, Jude just said a lot of great things. Like, if you could have edited out his first thing when he said, I am a huge Tool fan, like, if you could just do some selective editing there, that's great. <laughs> and then and then his past sentence where he's like, boy, this song just quickly mounts. Like, I, I, you're, you're, you're great. You're great. You, you should be, you, I, should, I should get a bunch of your one or, one-liners and just make it my ringtone. Uh, I tell you what, I will, uh, I will defer to Juge on this. Uh, I, I, I did like Hero of the Day, but I'm going to defer and go and uh, stick with Stink Fist. Uh, four Seed, Where Where Is My Mind by the Pixies, and Stop by Jane's Addiction. I'm going Pixies, Where Is My Mind. Uh, Andrew? I love, uh, I, personally, if you ask me what I prefer between the two songs, I definitely would listen to Jane's Addiction over the Pixies all day long. Um, and I love Stop as a song, great song. But I think as a wrestler, Kevin, he's not an overwhelmingly intimidating physical presence. And um, I've, ne- I've never been a- in a fight with a guy, but, um, you know, I-, I think craziness and rage is probably is probably what, what, what he wants to go for. And, and, and so I think Where's My Mind is going to be, as a theme, a better fit for his vibe. He's going to have to play the crazy angle, um, I think, to, to strike fear in a punch because it's not going to be like, I'm going to kick your ass. So um, I'm going with the Pixies. Kevin? Yeah, we'll go with Where Is My Mind. All right, so they'll go through. Uh, number six, it's a long way to the top ACDC, uh, Super Beast, Rob Zombie. I, I got to go, I think I'm going to go Super Beast, Rob Zombie, Andrew. Uh, I'll go with the other one, ACDC. Kevin? Uh, hmm. oh. Again, I, I, I keep going. I, I always go back to... I got to go back to, to one of my uh, key things is is what would play... You know, I, it, it's not established whether I'm a good guy or a bad guy, so it's sort of nebulous in a sense. And I can see it's a long way to the top still playing if I'm a good guy or a bad guy. So I will, I'll give the, uh, the nod to ACDC on that and go a long way to the top. Yeah, number three seed, we're, we die young, Alice in Chains, number 14, God's going to cut you down, Johnny Cash. It's got to be Johnny Cash and... My reason, Andrew, Kevin, is what you just said. Uh, God's going to cut you down. Like, good guy, bad guy, it doesn't matter. It's an awesome It's an awesome entry either way. Yeah. So, Kevin, you're going to go Johnny Cash as well? Uh, actually, I want to hear what Juge goes Okay, with. go Juge. Oh, man, this is brutal. I love both, and it's, it's so close for me, but I'm going to allow Kevin to break the tie here, so I'll pick Alton James. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I should have told I should have told you first. I've got an Alice in Chains song elsewhere. Um, 
man, I, I the, the the opening for We Die Young is really good. The fucking chorus yeah. is really good. Yes. And typically, a lot of this shit, it's like you don't get, you know, you get 90 seconds to two minutes of the song, potentially depending on how long you want to take to come out and walk around and, you know, intimidate or preen or high-five people around the ring. So you can kind of weigh it out. Uh, but boy, if you just, if you get Johnny Cash to come out and it's a slow, and it's a slow song, that could really just like, yeah, win over some of, some of the hillbillies in the crowd and at the <laughs> same time intimidate other people and maybe be like, what the hell is this? And then you got like a masked guy coming out. Like, where, what, what is this? Where is he coming from? I don't know what to make of this. So there's a lot of confusion. Going wrestling on. does draw a lot of hillbilly fans. It does. It does. Yes. So I will. Uh, I'm gonna have to go Johnny Cash. All right. Number seven. Uh, the Saints are coming. The Skids. Ten. Symphony. Symphony of Destruction. Megadeth. I gotta go. Megadeth. I mean, just. I mean, I love the Saints are coming, but I mean, Megadeth. Symphony of Destruction. I mean, like Andrew said, it's 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 got to be a one seed, not a ten seed. Andrew, go. Yeah, I mean, it's for me, it's a top seed overall, and it really sucks because Saints are coming just for sentimental reasons. Would beat a lot of lot lot of teams, but I mean, it's, yeah, but I don't yeah. think it's necessarily. It's a, it's a, to me, it's a great, it's a good tie-in for the Saints for a sporting event. And it's a great song, but I don't think it's really, I don't think it's really a wrestling song. But Kevin, go ahead. Uh, I I. I I'm still being billed as from being as being from New Orleans, Louisiana. So that you know, yeah, that's true. That was that was the only thing that I was thinking of, and potentially one of my, uh, you know, one of the possible names that I was floating around, uh, and actually the name that I used when I was doing commentary uh, at the the last show I was at, I, I was I was Sean Orleans. That's like a porn name, too. Right, exactly. That's part of the reason why I picked it, because I wanted to pick something completely, like, weird and, like, porn star-esque, just to, like, be like, all right, well, there's there's a alias in case I'm doing commentary, you know, for this, because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be Kevin Held doing commentary. I wanted to be somebody else doing commentary, and then potentially I can be, you know, what other wrestler? I see Sean Orleans like driving a Trans Am and having a porn stash and wearing a members only jacket. That's what I oh, think yeah. of when I think of yeah, Sean Yeah, and, and aviator, aviator glasses. Exactly. All right, the number uh the number two seed, Lunatic Fringe, Red Rider, uh number fifteen, Infinity Guitars, Sleigh Bells. I gotta go Lunatic Fringe, although I love Infinity Guitars, uh but I, I, I go Red Rider, Andrew. Infinity Guitars. <laughs> I love how June just like being the contrarian just affords me to make the tie breaking vote every time. Yeah. Um <laughs> Exactly. I'm 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 gonna go uh Lunatic Fringe on that because that's uh you know, Lunatic Fringe it's in my it's in my workout mix on my iPod. Yeah, it is. So we've got the bracket. We got some they got some strong matchups for next week. I mean, you're going to have Symphony of Destruction, the 10, versus gonna, God's Going to Cut You Down, Johnny Cash, as one match. I mean, 
You know, that's... No, 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 no. That's, that's, not a match. that's not one of the matchups. Symphony of Destruction is going to be against Lunatic Fringe, and It's a Long Way to the Top is going to be against God's yeah. going to cut you down. Still, yeah, so, but... Still, I mean, those are st- those are still really strong matchups as you go oh, yeah. along. But we got all summer to do this, people. I'm sure people are like, "What the fuck?" They just did 30 minutes on this, but we we enjoyed it. And, and during the summer, the podcast is like 60 percent for the people and like 40 percent for us. So let's just be honest. Um, so on that note, gentlemen, for Dave Cariello, our fearless leader, and James Earl Jones, imitator, uh, for Andrew Juge of the Saints Nation, go to his site. He's got good stuff. Even though it's not football season, he'll drop a masterpiece on you about Mickey Loomis. And if you don't go there every day, you'll miss it. So go to Saints Nation. Uh, Kevin is working on how to pile drive people, and he'll probably get around to writing something uh, for Canal Street Chronicles. Probably like he'll write a power poll the beginning of August, and then he'll write one right before Thanksgiving. But we're looking forward to that. So for everybody, I'm Ralph Marlborough. For the boys, until next week, be safe. I'm the problem.